This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my there we go. So oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast. I'm here today with Richie Herod of Herod Outdoors and Bob Loomis of Max Lure. I am your host, Britton Ransford, and uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, you know hauling your meat out, taking care of. Uh, taking care of your meat after you've uh, harvested it, and uh, the best practices to do so. Um, we have an expert in that area with us today, and that is uh, Richie Herod, who uh, runs the Northwest Outdoorsman TV show, and uh, I'm going to hand it off to him. Well, I don't know about expert, but... <laughs> That's, that, this, uh, this is the bad part after a, you pull the trigger. Yeah, <laughs> this is where the work <laughs> begins, kind of thing. <laughs> let's, let's say it this way, I have experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, a good that's if a good that thing. makes you an expert i don't know but perhaps uh but yeah i mean you know we've been deer and elk hunting since i was a little kid and uh you've learned before i'm a bow hunter and my brother and i the places that we hunt we are very remote uh, between the two of us we've killed over 40 elk and uh numerous deer and, we, and almost every one of those we've packed on our back out a long ways and i i know bobby has similar experiences in his life many many deer and elk and hauling them out of some crazy places but you know that's what makes hunting rewarding and to me i guess uh, once the animal's on the ground yeah that's when the work starts but from it's almost the most enjoyable part for me i just because it's hard because it's uh, so rewarding once you get it all back um i don't know it's it's a kind of a special thing for me and so over the years we've developed some you know, ways of doing it that make it a lot easier. And, and uh, you know, when we very first started, I'll just tell you, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> you know, I mean. Join the crowd. You know, when you're a kid, when you're an 18-year-old kid and you're out there and you're like, how do you do this? Your dad finally says, you're on your own. You go figure it out. Um, and we we did some crazy things trying to get meat out of the woods that caused us a lot of pain. Let's put it that way. Packs out of the whole animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had old packs. I, I, I wish I could remember what they're called, but you remember those old wooden packs? Oh, that those just, army frame packs? They just had a, just had oh. a wooden frame oh, and a strap. Oh, they were hideous. Hideous. And, and no hip belt. No, no. And you'd put those things on, and you were, you know, because you were 20-something, you were invincible, and you'd put as much as you could on there, and by the time you got to the truck, you could hardly walk. Oh, you know? absolutely. I mean, you had that big <laughs> S on your chest big when, when you started out. Yeah, and then by the time you got to the truck, you thought, "Holy yeah. cow, this is not good." That that might be why I've had three knee surgeries and <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, shoulders and all those things. Well, it might be some other things too. But anyway, <laughs> that's another that's for another topic, Britain. I think, but <laughs> yeah. we'll make sure to get to that. Though. Yeah, you know, um, so, so quite frankly, some of this we learned by trial and error. But we, you know, back in the day, in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, when we were are really getting into bow hunting and hunting in backcountry, you know, we used to do things kind of the old-fashioned way. And, and what I mean by that is we'd gut the animal, and then we'd proceed to take the hide off and take uh, a hacksaw and split the pelvis and 
bone and all, you know, hip bone and, and everything. And we would just bag those things up and try to pack all just that. Just quarter the whole thing. Just quarter the whole thing, you know, in the old fashioned way. Well, we yeah. did that when I was a kid on the ranch. I grew up on a ranch in Eastern Oregon and cattle ranch. And, uh, you know, we butchered our own livestock or we shot elk on the ranch. You know, you'd go out there sometimes with a chainsaw and you'd quarter the whole animal and then you'd use a tractor and you'd bring it back. And that's how we did things. You I know? love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but that's how we did it. And so, you know, when we started hunting the backcountry, well, you, you do what you know, right? You, yep. you split it and you start packing out and you realize, holy hell, this thing is just, it weighs a ton. And well, you uh, got a bunch of extra bone. Bone you you're packing need. out and, and yep. why are you doing that, you know? And so, oh, really this kind of started when I, I shot a really nice six point bull and they ended up making, uh, Pope and Young, which was pretty exciting, you know, back when I was younger. And, and, uh, my brother and I shot this and he had to go move a rig around where we normally park. Um, we decided that maybe we would not pack this animal out that way, that there was another old road that would keep us a little higher. And so he, anyway, he went to move the rig around and here I'm left with this, you know, nice, big, mature six point bull laying on the ground. I could not move the thing by myself. And I thought, well, while he's gone, I'll just, uh, you know, take some hide off, start getting it cooled down. And so I get some hide off and I go, why, why don't I just take this quarter off? You know, I saw that once. I saw somebody did that. Let's just take it off. <laughs> I don't have to cut, you know, I don't have to get out the saw. I think I can take it off. So I ended up just uh, doing about half that animal without gutting it and, and without using a saw, just my knife. And I quartered, you know, I ended up taking off the hind quarter and the front shoulder and put it in bags. And, and my brother came back and Ron, my brother, Ron, he came back and we were looking at it together and he says, Oh, you, you trying that, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard about this before, maybe uh, read about it or something. I said, let's just keep going. It's working pretty well. And, and, and so that was kind of the beginning. And so we used, you know, a no gut method and, there really isn't a need to, to gut, um, especially if you're going to quarter. You're not really going to gain a whole lot by gutting that animal in terms of your meat that you're going to haul out. You can get everything you need to get without getting into that paunch. And the one thing I like about it is it's a hell of a lot cleaner. And, you know, we wear little rubber gloves. And, and when I take those off, you can't even tell that I processed an animal. And, uh, and then you're also managing weight big time you're not packing bone and you can even bone out those quarters and then just pack the meat and that works pretty well um, to do that as well we have a youtube channel the herod outdoors youtube channel and i do have a, a video on there that shows how we do it. it's a little older uh, shows you how to do it with an antelope um, if some of you've seen other episodes of our tv show when my dad shot uh, the cow a few years ago in that episode we um, used that method and we had a little time lapse you probably saw some of that in there it works really well and I, my brother and i can process even a mature bull in the worst spot in under two hours and have it ready to pack out um, the other part of that is you know managing weight and how you pack it out you know i mentioned that we use those old wooden frames did you have one of those Oh my God! You don't know how many deer we we used to pack out on those old wooden frames. And, you know, and, and honestly, this is honest to God truth. When they first started coming out with mm. with uh, those old freighter 
yes. frames, you know, yeah, the yeah, aluminum. Yeah. I still have one. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's what I use. Yeah. Because you, guess what? Do you know how much lighter those oh, are and how so much, much nice they are with a belt and oh, everything? Yeah. I, I took that old, that old, uh, Forest Service uh, pack oh, frame yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. I took it and I cut it up. I cut it up <laughs> and I threw it in the, in the dumpster. Yeah, I know. I think I did the same thing with my old wooden <laughs> one, too. Those things just were, you know, they were really difficult. I mean, they just oh. weren't a good pack. And they were loud and they are squeaky. And, oh. You know, so um, the last couple of years, my brother and I have just, uh, we used to use what was called a, a Dwight shoe pack. Remember Dwight Shoe back in the day? Hey, my little brother still has one. There, you can't right. find that style anymore. It was yeah. basically a um, a hard plastic frame. Yep, but it was light. Oh, it was. And it, it was. was a, it was a. It was a nice. It was, it was something really nice that you pack. could hunt with during the day. Yeah. You know, as, as you're out there hunting. Yeah. And not be you know encumbered by you know yeah. something. It, it was a nice. It was a nice frame at the time. Oh yeah, I mean he really came up with a nice design yeah. and and uh, one thing that we always do and this is just our preference because the way we hunt is our pack goes with us wherever we go. We don't leave a pack in the rig to go back and get it to pack meat. The pack is with us all the time and part of what we we really liked that pack in the day because it was low profile. Yep lightweight but you could tie things to it and so in the last couple of years my brother and i actually have developed our own pack because we wanted to take the best of everything that we've seen out there and make something that was you know very specific for the job of being that's more applicable today than than what yeah what was made prior exactly and so this is an internal frame pack it's called the northwest outdoorsman pack it's got two Aluminum stays on the inside that gives it the strength so that you sure. can carry things. Made of really quiet material. There's all kinds of features with the zippers. But the main thing that we did is we made this meat hauling system. So it has a carriage on the bottom. It's mesh that uh, attaches to the top of your pack. So you lay your quarter down. It just goes over the base of that and attaches to the top. And then there are two straps um, that go across the pack snap those in and tighten it up and it's on there's yeah. no rope needed no none yeah. of that kind of stuff and the belt system this uh, pack is made by nimrod outdoor company their belt system that they have is extremely comfortable the whole pack uh, without anything in it is only five pounds so it's super super light yeah and uh mike mike used it the other day yeah. so packing that animal out of, out so of your the bottom. brother yeah yeah uh, he he used that and uh Put the uh, back half of that mule deer in that uh, on the outside. On the he didn't carriage. use he mm -hmm. didn't use the uh, inside pack because yes. it was it was just too much meat. But he put that uh, outside system, yeah, yeah on the carriage system and worked absolutely yeah. fantastic. And you know that's what you know you really want to do is you need to find a way when you pack these animals out that two things you don't hike two miles back to get a frame pack yeah. because you have it with you you have a, a pack that will do the job. And, and then you have a way that when you pack that meat, that it fits tight to your back so that it's not digging in on your shoulders or digging in on your hip. And that's what we're after because, you know, it's hard. The oh, work is hard getting yeah, that crap out of there. Yeah, when you put, you put anywhere from uh, 40 to 100 pounds of meat yep. on your back, you know, it, it, people don't realize how much pressure that puts on your hip system. Mm -hmm. on your shoulders, shoulders you know that that whole thing walking when, over logs oh, and stepping up hill up a you creek, know. down through oh, a creek yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff no all, all of that uh plays into these new frames today there's so much 
nicer than than what we right. originally grew up with you know trying to take an animal out and and, and using common sense you sure. know what what do you want to take out do i want to take out the whole rib cage oh no no if you, if you want the meat out of the rib cage on a deer cut the meat out yeah cut it out cut and, it out and, and throw it and throw it in the and quite frankly it's you know it ends up being yeah. a, a two handful amount of meat anyway well, it, so and it's exactly. by the time you get back to process that it's just it's it yeah. became jerky so you can get everything that you need you in the no gut method and if you if you check out that video you'll see how you get the tenderloins and all that but you know skin yeah, the thing i was going to ask how, how you know with that no gut method you know yeah. getting the tenderloins, tenderloins out tenderloin is not you know, hard at all sure and you'll you can see in that video but essentially what you end up doing is you're cutting right between the the paunch the guts and right. the vertebrae right uh, you got to make a very careful slit there stick your hand in there you'll be able to grab that tenderloin oh yeah you can peel it out with your fingers you can, you can get under there you can even use your knife and, and sure. kind of cut the ends and then pull it right out and you don't have to you don't huh. have to get in there yeah that's nice and then you just roll it over and do it again on the other side and, and you can trim absolutely as much as you want you know like i say the only place you probably can't get easily uh, between the ribs but if, if you really you know if you really want that meat which yeah on a deer especially that meat is not very good i can tell you that right now no there's just there's not a lot of there's it there. not there's a lot just there not, and you, can, you know wild game doesn't have that much fat no, on they don't them, you know? have that much so you're really not wasting anything and it's a great way to do it and, and to me it's really about managing weight you know and so you're packing into a long place and then you got to pack that out and that, let's face it, it after a while that stuff does wear on you whether you're a young guy or not you know sure and, and at this stage in, in my life putting 80 pounds on there i want something that's as ergonomical as possible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know you know my my poor old knees they just can't hardly handle it anymore so you know and one of the things i was just going to mention um so you get it quartered out another thing we do and i'm sure lots of people do this is we use game bags yeah so yeah. they're you know, cotton, stretchy cotton game sure. bags and to use those too, I'm sure. Yep. And that way you keep the flies and the bees off. And we're in September, especially the blow flies sure. and the yellow jackets and bald faced hornets about pack you off. But there weren't too many of them the other day when there was 10 inches of snow I would and imagine it was 20 not. degrees. <laughs> you got to be careful. You know, uh, one of those damn blow flies gets down in your, oh. in your cheesecloth sack and they will leave a little line of stuff you don't want to have in there. So. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we, we bag them up, tie it up tight right there at the site. And sure. They can't get through it, and then you can just haul it out. Another thing we do just that makes it easy is if you carry a non-scented garbage bag, you know, just a typical tall garbage bag. Throw the liver and the heart. And well, you can, well, if, you, if you're going to gut. Now, I don't yeah, eat the yeah, guts. That's yeah. up to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't eat pumps and filters. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's up to you if you uh, want to do that but that's yeah, not no, if my you're, if style you're if you're close enough you know you gotta you gotta take at yeah. least the pump out i know and, a lot of yeah. people who like eating heart not and, and believe me i do, yeah. actually do like eating heart but i i normally don't yeah. do it when i'm out there but if you if uh, on the pack out yeah you can use that to keep getting a bunch of blood all over your pack sure so you sure. can throw them in there for the brief time that you're hiking out and then take them out now don't leave them in a plastic bag but it's fine while you're hiking out. It just helps manage. I kind of, I actually kind of like the blood on the outside of a pack. I figured it, you it, would. It, yeah, it, 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 it <laughs> adds to the whole ambiance of the, the whole. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Put it in the, put it in the game bag, throw it in the pack frame and go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so all you got to do is go to HerodOutdoors.com, and we have the packs available there. And, um, yeah, if you have any questions about it, like Britton said, you know, you can get a hold of us on our Facebook page, Instagram, um, or just send us a message on at info at HerodOutdoors.com. That's our email. Um, and you can get a hold of me that way, and I can tell you all about it. Um, you know, if you want to talk to somebody who's had one, Mike's, Mike's had one, Bobby's brother. Um, of yeah. course, my brother and I were might be a little biased, but if you want to talk to somebody else, we can hear some testimonials sure. about those. So. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get a video of that up on the the Facebook page. Um, be sure to go like that Facebook page, the We Are Outdoorsman podcast on Facebook. Be sure to go like Max Lure on Facebook and Herod Outdoors on Facebook. Um, that's gonna do it for us this week. Make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, yeah, we hope to see you next week and uh, talk soon.